Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. Anybody have a Camden Mackinac flashback? <laughs> I just did. I just did. I love watching that now. That's how we train. You know what? That's what we're talking about tonight. That's exactly, that is a great visual illustration of culminating this weekend from the commit rally, the word rain. It came from 2 Timothy 2, rain with him. This morning we saw that we are indebted to the idea, to the opportunity to reign with Christ. Tonight we need to think about our responsibility as we reign with Christ to pass on the crown to the next generation. And in passing on that crown, I want to call it Spiritual debt counseling. Physically, we talk about debt canceling and we talk about either don't have it or get out of it. But spiritual debt counseling is the opposite. It is advising someone to take it on. It is advising someone to say, you need to be indebted. You need to accept the debt because only then can you receive the reward. So, we think about that concept. I remind you again, I hope that you will go and listen to the young man's material from the weekend and I will also tell you, if you have chance, take the opportunity to listen. I think it's up. I didn't check today, but at least be looking for it. The next broadcast of Church Debater Preacher Mike was done with a different format. We did it with Matt Miller yesterday. And he had the opportunity to get into his story. So I want you to hear that when you have the chance. It's really, really good. He closed yesterday with a title that I want to emphasize as well. He closed with a title that says, Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I looked it up to figure out where it came from. People say, we don't know where it originated, but they say that Maybe it was Shakespeare that made it popular in his play, Henry IV, where he basically said that. There are different forms of it. There is no rest for the one who wears the crown. The idea is when you have the crown, you also have the responsibility. And those who wear it well use it properly and fulfill their responsibilities. I can think of many examples where that's not true. Let's think of just one for a moment. You remember when um, Solomon passed on his kingship to his son Rehoboam? 
And two groups of people came to see him. Some of them said, you know what? The tax burden is so great, we're having a problem, so can you lessen it? Well, in these two groups, or in this concept, there were two groups who came to counsel him. The old wise men said, now listen, king, if you want them to serve you from now on, if you want to solidify them in your kingship, lower the taxes. The young men said, oh, no. Tell you what you do. You want to prove how tough you are? You want to show how powerful you are? You want to let them make sure they understand you're in charge? Tell them, I'm going to make it worse. Well, he followed the young men's advice. And he lost ten and a half of the twelve tribes. To another kingdom. When you wear the crown, you have a responsibility. When you wear the crown, there is a heaviness connected to it. We wear the crown of being the child of God. And as Paul said to Timothy in this text of 2 Timothy 2, you're reigning with Christ. Think about the weight of that crown for a minute. The one who is our example understood the weight of the crown. When he was in the garden prior to being crucified, we learn a few things about the weight of his crown. Symbolically, he got that crown of thorns. But it represents a, a spiritual crown. His soul felt it. Matthew 26. My soul is exceedingly sorrowful. His posture displayed it. He fell on his face before his God. His body reacted to it. He sweat, as it were, gray drops of blood. And his words proclaimed that weight. Lord, God, Father, if it is possible, take this cup away. The weight of the crown affected him. Paul knew the weight of the crown. He said, Woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. 1 Corinthians 9. You know why? Because as he told Timothy, I was before a blasphemer and an insolent man. And God saved me. How can I not tell somebody else? 
And so now he's telling Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, you need to pass on the crown. You are indebted. You need to make sure that the next group knows about it. Indebted you are. Do you feel the weight of the crown? Do you feel the weight that comes with reigning with Jesus? As I said, Paul felt it well. Let me ask you a question. Because it just occurred, someone brought it up to me this week. I wonder if Barabbas felt the weight of what happened to him. I don't know what happened to Barabbas when it was all said and done. Pilate had offered every year that somebody would be released from prison just to keep everybody happy. It seems as though he was gathered with the leaders of the Jewish people and he's telling them, okay, I'm going to release somebody to you and, and I think it should be this guy Barabbas because that will really make you happy. It says he was a man of insurrection. I've never pursued it, but here's what I wonder. Is it possible that Barabbas' crimes were crimes against the Roman government rather than against the people? I've often thought that Barabbas was imprisoned because he was stealing from his own people. I wonder if instead he was one of those guys who was like Simon the Zealot and he was fighting against the Romans and so they imprisoned him and therefore Pilate says, I know how to make you happy because this guy has been disrupting the government and that's what you want anyway so I'm going to release him for you. I hadn't thought about that before. I'll pursue it more. You can too. If you find something, let me know. But everybody said, because the rulers stirred them up, no, we don't want Barabbas to be dealt with. We want him to be released to us, and instead you kill Jesus. I don't know what happened to him later. I don't know that there is any information. I wonder if he ever felt the weight of responsibility that was on him because of what Pilate did and what God did. Somebody suggested to me that God had to treat Jesus like Barabbas deserved so that Barabbas would have an opportunity 
to be treated like Jesus. He was released. And every one of us has been released. And this text tells me that the crown is heavy. The one who wears it. So we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility to pass on the crown. I had a... Logan and Morgan were telling me this morning, and they went out. They said... Wyatt was saying about every other word that you were saying the whole time you were preaching. He might have heard the word Jesus and he just kept repeating it. I don't know. But he didn't stop. I'm curious. All of you who've raised children and had them in church, how many of you, when you had them with you, may have thought that your kids were not paying attention, but you heard them say something that the preacher said. They sing the songs that we've been singing. How many of you with your children have had that experience? Raise them up that you remember. Uh Uh-huh. You know what? That's one way to pass on the crown. That's one way to make indebted the next generation. My, I've told it before. My favorite story, I took Austin when he was four or so to hear a preacher at the Glen Arvin Church in Lexington If you're not familiar with them, it's a black congregation, predominantly so. And if you've never been there or a similar, you would not recognize things the same as we do. Someone, in fact, referred to it as I told them the story. Oh, preaching is actually a discussion because they're constantly talking Amen, that's right, preach on, that's right. And you hear it the whole time. And Austin is on his knees with his back turned. He's got a paper on the seat, and he's just coloring. And all of a sudden, in the middle of that, while he's coloring, he said, that's right, preach on, brother. (laughs) I know it's out of the ordinary, but he heard it. One way to pass on the crown is never to underestimate that the next generation is hearing things that will be of value. This also gives me the chance to encourage young families. Many times, particularly mom will make a comment to me that says, I just didn't get much out of today because I'm struggling and fighting and dealing with and managing children. 
And if you spend your entire time in worship pulling them out from under the pew in front of you, switching off two or three of passing them around, dropping stuff and having to pick it up, I'm sure you lose a lot. But thankfully it doesn't last a lifetime. Well, some adults that might be the case, but it doesn't last a lifetime. It'll pass. But what they are picking up, there's no way to know. Because while they are there doing whatever they're doing, interacting, they're learning. They're hearing about the crown. Quickly, I want you to look at how Paul told Timothy to pass on the crown. 2 Timothy, the passage read for us, chapter 2, verse 14. I want to give you five words. How are we going to pass on the crown to the next generation? And this is not just about the next generation of age, the kids. Not just about that. It's the next generation of anybody who needs to hear about the crown. So it's not age-related. It's just spiritual condition-related. Here's what Paul said to Timothy. Number one, remind them of these things. Remind them of the past. To be reminded of something means it had to have been in your mind before. And so while we are passing on the crown, we're passing it on to people who have already been taught something. And we're reminding them, now listen, like we said this morning, that Jesus, that one, he's still who he is. This Bible is his word. These are his people. Remind them. Make sure that you instruct them in all things. Put it into the remembrance. In fact, stand right next to them, the text says. That's the word. And help them call it to their mind. In other words, one writer said, <coughs> have something there that will bring it to their minds when they hear it. I mean, think for a minute, when you've heard a particular song, does it transport you to another time, to a certain event, to a certain place that you've tied it to? Smells can do that. Sounds can do that. That's what he's saying. Create these images so that they are recalled to the mind. Number two, charge them into the future. Our young adult class on Wednesday night has been discussing the topic, This is My Story. We've been talking about how the Bible encourages Christians to testify 
and give witness about their Christianity. For all of you in the class, that's this word. This word charge is translated elsewhere, testify. The idea is the way the word is written with extreme personal involvement, give them a message. We can't pass on the crown to the next group, the next generation, if we don't have the crown ourselves. And if we don't understand the crown, well, we can't pass it on well. This is personal involvement. This is us telling them about us, who we are, why we are, and we want you to be as well. We need to be people who can testify of our faith to other people because that's how you pass on the crown. Number three, verse 15 Present yourself. Offer yourself. The testifying is about the words that you use and the message that you teach verbally. This word is about the example that you set. This is about the life matching the word. Present yourself. That next generation, whether young in age or unlearned in spirit, need to see a consistent view of Jesus in our lives. They need to make sure that what we're saying and what we're doing matches because if there's one thing that stands out above all other things that I have heard in all of my time that turns people off about the church, there are so many things that different people bring up. But by far, in my presence, the number one has been hypocrisy. Well, those people, I know what they do. You want me to be like them? Present yourself to them. The next generation needs to see us wear our crown. And just in a metaphor of understanding, they better not see us get up on Sunday and put on the crown and get up for work on Monday and set the crown aside. The crown stays on the head 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Number four, shun. Shun senseless sounds, the word says. This word babblings, 
is empty sounds. That's literally what it says. What are the empty sounds? Those are the things that have a sound of truth but are not. And notice what he says to them. You stay away from the message and you stay away from the men who bring the message. He's talking about two who are just like this. They've strayed from the truth and they're overthrowing people's faith. To pass on the crown is to make sure that they understand that there is a solid message. You stay away from the nonsense babblings of others who try to destroy your faith. Just don't keep listening to that. And you'll pass on the crown. But the final word is name. Verse 19 Let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Matt, yesterday, on more more times than I could count in his three lessons, well, four including the podcast. I just want you to understand, he said, I love Jesus. And I don't mind telling you that. And I don't mind telling anybody that. Name the name of Jesus. If we run from our identity in Christ then we're not wearing the crown and we can't pass it on. We live in a very difficult time when so many people are challenging the status quo. So many people are are changing things that have always been set in stone, trying to mess with it. They need us to stand firm because there are some people who get caught up in things who can come back when they are able to see real, solid truth. may take a while, but they can come back. But not if we are not willing to name the name of Jesus. Let me go back and notice something with you. Remind them because they need to hear it. Charge them because they need to believe it. Present yourself because you became a Christian, you were immersed in Christ. Shun those empty sounds. Tell them to repent. Name the name of Jesus. 
They need to confess that Jesus is who he says he is. I don't think God intended maybe the five-finger exercise in this passage, but it's there. Because when we pass on God's plan for saving man, these five words are very important. And they're all right here in different forms, but teaching the same thing as we pass on the crown. Let us reign with Jesus. And in our reigning, knowing that we are indebted, let us pass it on. Hand the crown to the next generation because they need it too. If we can help you tonight, our shepherds will meet you here while we stand and sing. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.